Okay, so this is going to be a really interesting episode. I'm talking to Diogeny, who's an enterprise resource planning expert. Uh, with everything that's going on with COVID-19 and the pandemic, he's someone that you really need to talk to. And we're going to learn a lot about uh, enterprise resource planning and how it relates to instance and things along this line. So grab a coffee, grab a tea. This is going to be a long episode. So let's hack at it. Hey, Dogeny, uh, thank you so much for coming to my daily cyber podcast and coming out to provide your expertise and your knowledge. How's your day going so far? The day's going well. The day's going well uh, here in Montreal. And uh, thanks very much, um, uh, Brendan, for inviting me. It's, uh, it's an honor. Oh, you're so welcome. Uh, so, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself uh, when it comes to enterprise resource planning. And because I know I got a lot of people that are watching are jumping into cybersecurity, business planning. Tell me a little bit about what you do and how you got into this. Yeah, so uh, um, uh, ERP, so Enterprise uh, uh, Resource Planning. Uh, it's um, I will first talk about a little bit uh, of my story, and uh, via that I will uh, explain what is uh, what is an ERP. So uh, first of all, yes, I am uh, I'm Diogène uh, Tirandecoura. I'm in uh, I'm in Canada right now in uh, in Montreal, uh, but I uh, I grew up. I'm born and I grew up in uh, in Belgium. Uh, and that's also where I started my career and my uh, IT career. And we talk about uh, 2007, so uh, about uh, 13 years now. Uh, I started uh, as, a, as an SAP consultant uh, for uh, IBM in, uh, in, in Belgium. So uh, IBM is pretty famous. Uh, SAP uh, is pretty famous amongst the, the very big uh, the very big companies. Uh, but uh, what is an ERP? Basically, when we talk about uh, enterprise resource uh, planning, uh, we, I think the key word is, uh, is resource. And uh, in a company, you have different types of resource. Mm -hmm. You have financial resource, human resources. You have your, um, your, your inventory, your physical inventory, your stock. Uh, uh, that's, um, uh, that, that's resources as well. Uh, you have uh, ev everything related to sales and your, uh, and your clients. And that is a little bit how uh, the uh, SAP software is is set up. It is set up in a, in a, it's traditionally set up in modules, and those modules represent uh, different functions uh, in a company. Okay. Uh, and the way I started uh, my career, because I had a background more in business rather than in IT, uh, what I was doing, and that's very much related to cybersecurity, at the start of my career, I was doing a, a data migration. Okay. So uh, uh, trans, uh, converting, converting and transferring data from one system to another or creating data from, uh, from scratch. And um, from those data, you, you uh, have to, um, from those data, those data or master data or transactional data, you have what you call the security, uh, security access, security profiles uh, that are set up that will define inside your company uh, what type of, of roles and what type of um, which departments uh, can access a certain uh, set of, uh, of data, whether okay. it is in a creation mode, um, display mode, or right. uh, change mode, right? Uh, all, all of that is uh, is pretty much uh, regulated and, uh, and and configured. Okay. Uh, but myself, uh, who who we are talking uh, to right now, is a uh, is a functional consultant, and okay. uh, a functional consultant is more um, related uh, to the to the fun business functions of an of a of a company, meaning uh, purchasing, uh, inventory, 
uh, sales and distribution, finance, etc., customer service. Okay. And uh, my specialties are more with uh, uh, materials management, so the uh, inventory and purchasing part, uh, as well as uh, customer service and uh, and uh, plant uh, maintenance. Okay. Um, I think I went, yes, I went a bit on ERP more than my story. <laughs> no, and that's good. It's good to kind of get your history now and, and how you got into it and kind of how you evolved into it. Now, your current role and what you do, how much of cybersecurity and security is involved in what you do, you know, day in and day out? Um, to to explain that, uh, I will have to just mention a little bit the different components that you have yeah. in, an, uh, in an ERP implementation project. And Security is one of those uh, of those components. For sure. Um, so you usually you have your basically the project the, the, the project manager or the project management team. You have the functional the fu- functional consultants that are more on the business solution. So they make the link between the business requirements and the and the technology. Okay. You you have uh, developers that uh, literally code. Um, they do the coding. They do programs to enable uh, business f- business functions to uh, uh, business functions to operate. Mm-hmm. You have people in data conversion, and then you also have administration and um, and security. Uh, by administration, maybe the the best word is um, the, the 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 network people that are managing the managing the network. So in the past, so network project, administrators is that what? You're... Yes, network yeah. administrators. Okay. Yeah, in the past, most projects were more, you know, uh, on-premise. So you have a networking team that start to be built. For sure. And and working side by side with them, yeah, you have the security, uh, the security consultant. So in the SAP world, you you really have uh, people that are specialists in SAP security. Okay. And um, it's it's a whole module, and this is uh, something that you uh, that you that uh, you configure and uh, and that you code. So how I was. Uh, related to uh, to the security, to cybersecurity, it was mostly um, related to uh, uh, who, uh, what type of roles can, uh, as I said, can view, can display, can create, can change um, uh, some some uh, transactions or some uh, or some data. Uh, this is where uh, the the main link was made uh, with uh, cyber cybersecurity. Okay. The other the other that's my link. Then on the other side, you have uh, a part of this uh, network administration team. They would work on uh, you know uh, putting putting up firewall, um, making sure that. Uh, data that are exchanged between the the ERP so in this case SAP and other interfaces uh, it does not come with as well some uh, malware or stuff stuff like that right um, there is also one uh, one point that is important yes is the and now it is more important even with uh, the, the the covid uh, covid 19 yeah. is that you you want to uh, also um, organize compartmentalize the access to data and to systems according to the location of the person. Okay. Uh, so let's talk now, about that. Let's talk about that. I mean, that you brought up the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, with that, with the ERP planning and all that, how is it affecting kind of what you're dealing with day in and day out now? Um, the, the first the first effect, and I think it's not limited to the ERP industry, is uh, the fact that more work has to be done uh, has to be done remotely mm-hmm. or uh, from home. 
Right. Uh, and usually, some work was already done uh, done remotely, but usually for a functional consultant, you are you are usually spending a lot of time face to face with the clients. But now, I think clients and cons and consulting companies have to consider um, doing more and more work uh, f from home and uh, use those modern tools that we have today, like uh, uh, the, the, your Zoom, your Microsoft Teams, your uh, Skype, whatever, to to be able to uh, to exchange uh, with the, the, the client, taking their requirements and trying to de uh, to uh, deliver solutions. Right. Um, the uh, the other the other thing, and I think it's making the work of uh, on, on in a cyber from a cybersecurity perspective, the work is getting more and more complex. Is that you you had companies, even huge companies or huge organizations, where everybody was working on site, right? So when you talk about <laughs> security, you only think about what is what is on site, right? And you also work with your own uh, your own device. Right. Meaning uh, the, the the client has his own laptops or his own desktops, and that's where they uh, they manage uh, all the um, all the security. But right now, uh, some clients now they are forced to uh, to, to to provide their um, their equipment uh, to their employees or to their consultants, and those employees and consultants are are going at home with it. Right. Uh, it's, it opens up a, a box of, uh, of maybe, uh, could be a, a box of maybe uh, some bad surprises. So what do they do? Usually what do they do is that they put in place clear policies about working remotely. And they also put in place clear policies about uh, data or information security management, good practices. Okay. What you can, uh, uh, what can you uh, literally, what can you uh, uh, leave on your table? What can you show or what can you not? Uh, what can you not show? Can you sign that? Do you sign that you will take care uh, as a? How can I say that? Um, in good faith uh, about the the information uh, uh, that that we have because when you're out of the when you're out of the premises, we have to rely on uh, on on trusting you basically. Right. Because, so what uh, you're what you're basically saying, just to kind of reiterate, so someone's listening, to this is that now because of COVID nineteen, the dynamics of the companies have changed. Where now data, it not just internally into the company, now has access remotely to users that didn't have access remotely for before, and now they're not just taking the data; they're actually taking resources like computers, laptops, you know, you know, smart devices, whatever that may be, off premises. When before the policies used to be, a lot of these were on prem. Right. It mm -hmm. was stuff you come into work and was there. You don't really take it home. But now because, you know, we're having separation and, and isolation and all that to, you know, to decrease the curve of COVID-19. Now mm -hmm. they're saying everyone should be working from home. You know, not people should be going to work and being isolated in this environment. But like you said, the dynamics are changing now that, well, if you're HR, your finance, your IT, your, you know, production, manufacturing, whatever that may be, you're mostly the working from home now with a computer that might not have security policies. You now have an information security package saying, here's our acceptable use policy. You can't share this, you can't share this information while at home because it's confidential. And now yeah. you're responsible because you might have the, the the laptop on your kitchen table with family <laughs> around, right? So it's really changing the dynamics. Yes, it is changing the dynamic. And uh, the the thing that you mentioned, usually a good practice will be to uh, to uh, to do that to provide those uh, uh, those information and get the employee or the consultant to sign 
right. those uh, uh, data protection uh, uh, policies before they have the, uh, the, the, the documents. So for example, uh, I say the document, but also the devices. Um, and also one thing that is uh, pretty much common uh, in the industry is the use of uh, uh, RSA key, you know, things. Oh, yeah. People see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, well, uh, what you're holding up, if you guys are listening to the audio, you're basically holding up a security key that you know has you know an encryption on it, or has a private or public key, or it'd probably be a public key on your side, right? Yeah. Right. That creates a security key that when you plug it in, it, it synchronizes with the private key to make sure the authentication is valid. Exactly. And that's what exactly. you're holding up, just to kind of people are listening to this through audio, and that's what you're holding up to kind of show. <laughs> yeah but no that's that's a good point like a lot of the people working from home now talking about that some companies don't have enough public and private keys to give out right because these employees weren't designated to be remote users they only Mm -hmm. designated so many licenses to have and i'm just using round numbers say there was only 200 employees that are supposed to be remote out of Mm -hmm. 750 now they have to figure all this out. Like, do they increase the license? Do they do all that? Because now 95% of their workforce is working from remote or at home. From remote, yes. And, and maybe one, one of the, for, for, for a company that don't have, you know, whatever, the budget or the logistics just to have hundreds of, uh, of uh, security keys, uh, wh- one of the things that I have seen as well is the ability to, uh, to connect to what we call a remote desktop. Right. So... The company does not provide you a laptop. You right. use actually your own laptop, but from that laptop, you still have to go to a, a certain uh, a certain URL, right. enter your uh, information to enter in their network, and it creates a, a connection to a, we call a remote uh, desktop. Or remote and, session, uh, right? Yeah, remote sessions. Right. And every, Everything that you uh, and everything that you do within that remote session is like you you haven't done it from home. <laughs> you have done it like from their premises. Right. Uh, that's well, then, also one way to. Uh, but then you run into the challenges from a security standpoint. Do they have antivirus? Do they have anti malware on their on their desktop that they're using? Because if they don't, now they've created a direct tunnel right into that desktop that is maybe Citrix or whatever that may be. It's a virtual session, but if that person's connected and that malware gets through. They literally let that person walk right through. Yes, you're totally right, and this is why uh, bigger organizations that have the budget for it they prefer to provide you with their own devices right. because then they can control uh, which softwares do you uh, which software do you download inside the inside the device. Right, but they, they cannot tell you if you are using your own your own laptop. They, they, they cannot forbid you to uh, to download whatever. That's the that's the problem indeed. We- Exactly. Like, I mean, I'll use an example. They can't be on, you know, maybe it's on a work PC and the work PC has an acceptable use poly that you can't be on social media, right? You can't Mm -hmm. play games off of social media, right? Because a lot of times we know that sometimes there's malware in some of these games, but if it's your home computer, you can play Candy Crush or whatever on your home PC. They can't restrict that. Well, Mm -hmm. if Candy Crush has malware and you download it because you're clicking on stuff or you click on a banner, all of a sudden that's in your system and you connect to the company network, well, you just open the door for malware to go right in through the, the company network. Now, hopefully, you know, most companies are big enough that they have, you know, tools in place, uh, endpoint detection, you know, even in network detection response units that yeah. also detects that and then shuts it down. But some companies, because this is such fast transition, don't have those in place yet 
or working towards that because I mean, where we were told, okay, now you need to, you know, people can't go to work. It's like, oh my God, like go, go, go. Right. Yes, I, I agree. And I, I literally lived that earlier this month with the, 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 the current client that I have. It was, uh, they, they were planning to have a, to work a remote uh, to enable their employees to work remotely, but then it just became uh, by law that <laughs> people have to work remotely. Right. So uh, they 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 had to go fast to get all the equipment required, get us to sign um, to to sign the documents that say that we uh, uh, will protect uh, the data and protect the the, the devices as well from uh, from others. And uh, <clears throat> that's something that uh, yeah, that's that's something that is uh, changing right now uh, in the in the industry. For sure. Okay. So now with, with COVID-19 and kind of the pandemic, what are you seeing on a business side? Like, I mean, you go in, you consult, you work with these companies, but what are you seeing some of the concerns on a business side? Uh, the, okay. The, the overall concern, I think, and right now we are in uh, the end of March. So we are in the middle of, uh, of the crisis right now. Uh, the, the main concern uh, is for how long uh, uh, business has to, uh, has to be put on hold. Right. or at least has to be slowed down. Um, but now if I want to give a, a, an answer that is more uh, specific to, uh, to, to my industry, mm -hmm. so the, 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 ERP, um, the, the ERP industry, uh, the, the, concerns that I, sorry, the concerns that I see is that first, um, projects are either canceled or okay. um, either put on hold or they are uh, uh, completely stopped. Okay. Um, and now for uh, for a uh, for consultants and uh, I'm I'm lucky I'm, I'm I haven't uh, had that uh, right now but now for consultants it's about okay when can I get uh, a new uh, a new client but also how should I work uh, with uh, my next client right should I keep going uh, on premise and should I be vulnerable to that type of uh, to that type of crisis maybe how can I reskill uh, not not necessarily reskill in terms of uh, hard skill, but can I deliver my hard skill in another way? Right. So it's really making uh, you think about now your business systems and deliverables is now opened up to changing your mindset of how you're going to deliver your service and product. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Do I really have to be? Uh, do I really have to be on site right. uh, to to deliver my project? Do I have to depend on one client? So one thing that that happens a lot, mm -hmm. unless you have you know unless you you have a business with whatever five, ten, fifteen or more uh, employees, you you can handle a lot of clients. Right. But in the in the world of the bigger companies, uh, a lot of time you have consultants that are uh, stuck or married <laughs> with uh, with one client for a while. Right. But should they continue like that? Because now between between consultants, uh, because I, I get in touch with some other consultant from Montreal and uh, and uh, other places, it's like, okay, yeah, my project stopped uh, or uh, my project is canceled. Can I get onto another one, etc.? But should we keep working only for one client? That's uh, I think that's an important thing to to think about. Well, so coming from someone that has kind of a business background myself, I think it comes down to what you can you deliver on your product and service giving the best quality and value if you can only work with one cl client and deliver that you that service that you deserve to deliver then perfect if you can do that against against five clients perfect but if you start you start to see you get on one you get on a second and then your quality deteriorates then you have to look at how much can you withstand in your your bandwidth and then you have to look at is your business made to grow 
Have you set yourself up now that you need junior ERP consultants underneath you to do some of the junior work while you do more of the senior level work? And it's just yeah. how evolution of business goes for consultants, things like that, is how far do you want to grow? Second is, is that a lot of business owners don't think about their finances, right? Their financial and their finances. And they don't look at long term and looking at how to put money away. So a lot of guys that I'm talking about in the last podcast, we had uh, I had a panel of uh, an insurance broker, a financial advisor, uh, a, a, a PhD doctor, as well as an osteopath. And what mm -hmm. happened was we were talking to the financial advisor and the level of debt that's out there right now is scary. And people that live either paycheck to paycheck or month to month because of this, uh, this pandemic is now shining a light on that. They're realizing, oh my God, like I don't have, yeah. you know, money behind me. And if you read any financial books on financial, uh, you know, financial maturity, financial health, they talk about having at least six months to one year, you know, behind you of, of salary or income. Well, if you're a consultant, right, like you're talking about, if you're not saving that behind you and you don't put that into your rates, that you're you're putting away a percentage of, of your income of your either, you know, biweekly or your consultant fees, if you get paid monthly, you're not putting that away. You're not budgeting yourself off. You're not, you know, providing your value to the client and yep. to yourself. And then yes, you're going to get stuck where you, like you said, where people go and consultants have this all the time is where you might go three months to six months without having a client because the economy is a little changed, you know, clients are not looking for, and it's maybe even just yearly where, you know, you come up on, you're finishing September, maybe October, maybe that time of the year, people are slowing down Christmas parties, things like that. They're not doing as much projects. So then you have to wait till January, February, where everything starts to pick up new year. Everyone's doing their roadmaps and boom, everyone's starting to go. Well, now you have three months of not making money. So these are things that consultants need to think about. Yeah, and you um, you you bring up a, a huge point in the in the at the in the start of your uh, uh, of your answer is uh, the do you put yourself up a, do you put your business up in a way that can uh, that it can scale right and uh, do you think as a contractor as a subcontractor or do you think as a as a business owner right. uh, even if you're a business owner of a company of one so normally you would if you think as a as a business owner you start you go out of the the living paycheck to paycheck mindset so right. what you can be is that you you can be a contractor but still have that paycheck to paycheck mindset meaning that when your revenue increase your lifestyle increase right and you still have, and then as soon as there is a crisis, you're like, oh my God, what will I do next month? Right. So no, normally you you try to uh, make sure because we don't have, notoriously, uh, IT consultants don't have huge costs. So you 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 try to uh, to save as much as you as much as you can, both for uh, to reinvest in the business as well as for your uh, as for your personal life. So and, uh, hold on, yep. let's talk about. You say IT consultants don't have huge costs. Can you clarify that? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm, and I'm, I will put a real uh, uh, boundaries in what I said. So, I mean, yeah. uh, solo IT consultants. Right. They don't, in general, they don't have a huge cost of doing business of or of setting up the business. Uh, okay. Why? Because most solo consultants uh, don't really have a big 
uh, don't have a big office, mm -hmm. uh, don't have huge equipment, and their main asset is their brain. Right. Uh, it, it, it's not a certain machine, or it, it's usually their brain that they uh, and their expertise right. uh, that they uh, that they sell then to uh, to clients. Uh, but to be honest, there is not only the, the the brain and the expertise. If you want to go far, uh, I think that your reputation, your voice, mm -hmm. uh, the way you help your clients, the way you the way you uh, contribute to your um, uh, to your audience, uh, your sales process are all factors that will uh, make you uh, more successful than others. Right. But if I take the in, in average. Uh, an, an IT consultant uh, doesn't have a huge uh, huge cost of uh, of doing business comparatively to uh, to other industries. Right, and, and and I think I want to clarify that just for people because I'm sure the debate would be, but I have to pay for certifications, I have to pay for training, right? And I mean, and I'm saying like just that's the debate because, and don't get me wrong, as as you know, some certifications are like five to ten thousand dollars, right? That, that you have to go to. So, so there's a cost to it. But like you said, in relation to running a full-time business with employees, HR, you know, having a, an office, you know, playing for Hydro. Yeah. I, and as I, I totally agree. I would just stipulate that, you know, when it comes to IT consultants, there's a cost of being an IT consultant as well. And I mean, there's a percentage that you have to pay out, but in relative terms, like you're saying, compared to running a full-time business, right? And having yeah. staff and so forth, right? And I, and I agree with that. Yeah, 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 indeed. And um, and uh, to to the point of um, thinking as a business owner rather than a than than a consultant is the type of the type of switch that I am uh, uh, that I am making myself. So uh, three three years ago, uh, so as I said, I started in two thousand and seven my career uh, as a as an SAP consultant, and uh, three years ago I decided to uh, to go on my own. I actually directly branded myself and my company of one uh, uh, ERP happy. So uh, the idea of that is that you you have a lot of consulting companies that have uh, the words like uh, solutions, services, advice, etc. Right. And uh, I wanted to uh, connect a word that is supposedly uh, boring with uh, a positive emotion. Okay. Uh, so uh, with uh, with ERP uh, happy. So the type of change that. Uh, uh, I want to bring uh, in the in the industry is uh, the the fact that a lot of in a lot of ERP projects uh, you have uh, afterwards the users that for various reasons there is no finger to point but uh, you have users that complain about the use of a new uh, of the new software uh, we cannot understand it uh, there is no uh, documentation. Um, the language is, um, we don't know which language it is, uh, et cetera. Right. And uh, what, 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 I want to, uh, what, what I want to bring to uh, ERP implementation and uh, ERP support is making sure that uh, in ERP implementation projects, we don't only take the, the point of view of the expert that is bringing the perfect solution, but also the marriage with uh, the process uh, documentation and execution, as well as the the people aspect, so process systems and uh, and people. Okay. So by the people aspect, we talk about the the, the change management, making sure that the training is uh, is uh, properly done, and uh, also what I want to uh, what I want to bring with uh, with uh, ERP Happy is the fact that uh, a company uh, does not necessarily uh, know from the start that they have to choose only between one or two ERPs. 
but what they must have is making sure that their business requirements are properly defined. Okay. And as long as the business requirements are, um, are properly defined from there, an, an ERP selection uh, can go, but it will go from a, from a, how can I say that? From a sound basis. Right. So what, what I saw very often is that uh, a company is in love with a, an ERP that is trendy, but they notice uh, long after the project has already started or even after that it, that it was implemented that some of the key functions or the key uh, um, key aspects of the solutions are actually not covered. So, so uh, that's now, shouldn't that, that be done important. in kind of a post-testing? Like, like you're talking about ERP project and stuff like that. Like if they're not happy with they shouldn't they have done like uh, some sort of test or, you know? Yes, but it's... Um, I would say in the, in the in the in the world of, uh, of of small and medium businesses, there is maybe more um, there is maybe more agility to uh, to to change while the project is already started. But as you said, testing testing usually, and I'm talking about ERP project, but yeah. testing usually happens pretty far far down the road in a project. You have already spent a lot of money. You have already um, uh, put a lot of resources into uh, into executing the project, and usually you have one, two, three people, maybe the, the, the CIO, uh, another sponsor of the project, and maybe the CEO that um, maybe risk their job if uh, we, don't go, uh, we don't go at the end. So uh, maybe, yes, you notice that there is, a, that there is an issue of compatibility between the, the, the solutions and the, and the requirements, uh, but then you try to, uh, um, as a business, you try to uh, mitigate it because stopping the project sometimes at some point, it, becomes, it can become very, very costly. Okay. Okay. And that makes sense. I mean, because we do it and I was trying to think of the word, but it's called proof of concept, right? When it comes to cybersecurity, uh, right? We do a proof of concept before the project starts, right? They test the yes. technology, they test the solution to see if it works in their environment with their own technology, with their own infrastructure. And then a project's laid out of, you know, purchasing, procurement, implementation, policies, procedures, kind of all that stuff, right? So I wanted to know if that's kind of the same sort of. You're 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 right. So you usually yes, uh, the, the you you can you um, you have your uh, your company uh, a client company and you have a consulting company yeah. and when they are hesitating between uh, whichever software or they know which software they want but they hesitate with whichever uh, consulting company they will work usually what happens is that you have demo demonstration those demonstration are proof of concept that are made based on uh, the information that has been received from uh, from the client so you're right a proof of concept happens even maybe before the project uh, uh, the, the, the project has started sometimes it helps the client to make a decision right or it happens at just at the at the, at the start of the project then the right. contract is already signed so maybe it's another situation right yeah. So, so now let's go back to, uh, you called your company ERP happy and you said it was kind of emotional based. Now, am I supposed to, as a client and people that are watching this, so may be interested in working with you. Is it more of this, the, you said the emotion, is it more of me feeling happy working with you because you understand my business, you understand kind of what's going on and I should feel happy about working with you in the sense that everything's going to be done correctly. Is that my understanding? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so it's, there is the ex the experience aspect in the in the word uh, happy as you said yeah so being happy of collaborating uh, collaborating with me collaborating with us uh, that's that that's for sure there is a uh, that that part uh, in which um, what we what we try to uh, what we try to do is to have um, 
you have this, the normal steps that you, that happens in an, uh, in an ERP implementation project. Okay. And um, uh, sometimes uh, some contracts are uh, pretty, pretty big. It's a multi, multi-millions uh, project that costs in the tens of millions of dollars, euros, or, or, uh, or whatever. But uh, uh, with us, what we try to do is to, we try to put gates during the project, gates of uh, uh, of uh, approval, gates of uh, validation from the client, okay. by which we ask, okay, are you still happy to work uh, to 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 work with us, okay. and we can continue or we can decide to do something else, either maybe stop or reduce or, or involvement, uh, etc. So there is this there is the aspect of the uh, indeed the employees as I was as I was mentioning, and the the aspect of the experience of working uh, of working with us, okay. in which we try to have those happiness gates. <laughs> now, what type of organizations do you normally work with? Is there a certain uh, sector that you work with, or do you work right across the board of all sectors, all verticals? Yeah, very good question. So. Um, uh, in industry, uh, industry-wise, uh, it it has been uh, it has been pretty wide. Uh, there okay. has been uh, in my in my career, I've worked in uh, peop- uh, companies that are in oil and gas, pharmaceuticals, uh, professional services, right. uh, transportation, public organizations, etc. Okay. With uh, uh, the company that I created three years ago, I'm also I'm I'm, I'm targeting more like small and medium businesses. Okay. Um, now, now why is that? Why is that? Why are you focusing small and medium-sized businesses? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was going there. Yeah, uh, that's that's where uh, uh, we can have I can have more influence into the decision-making process, uh, key decision-making process. So, mm-hmm. we, as, I, as I was talking before, maybe the choice, the selection of which ERP will be uh, uh, will be used, uh, the implementation uh, methodology. Um, just in general, you have a you have a bigger uh, a bigger impact and a bigger influence uh, when there are less uh, decision making levels, decision making layers okay. uh, inside the inside the project and inside the uh, the organization of uh, of the client. The other aspect is also uh, implementation uh, implementation time, so implementation duration. Uh, when okay. you work with huge organizations, I have made projects where projects that can last for. Uh, Two, three, four years. Right. Does not mean that I am myself on the project for uh, during all that time, but there are projects that last for years, and right. there is that uh, need to see some results after after a while. For and, sure. Uh, also, working with a, a small and medium business uh, helps as well for that. For sure, and and the reason why I was asking about small and medium businesses, from my understanding too, is the available resources. They don't have, especially small and medium-sized businesses, have the available resources as a large corporation or enterprise environment. So having someone like you to be efficient too on the ERP plan and, and the actual implementation can help too, from my understanding. So yeah. you look at being cost-effective, having the right resources in place, making sure if they need consultants, being cost-effective, that will really help that plan to make sure they're efficient right across the board and not spend extra money that they don't have to and can use that money into other projects yes yes true so the, that aspect that aspect as well as uh, is important a small and medium company or small or medium company will maybe not have 20 people that they can put full time uh, on a project for uh, for for six months right uh, that will certainly not be uh, uh, not be possible that's also when i was talking about uh, having more uh, more impact and more uh, and more influence 
and I use the word influence in a positive way, uh, is that you really get to know uh, uh, what happens uh, inside uh, the, the company and the, the impact of your decision is, is directly visible. Right. Uh, whereas with a huge company that has uh, factories all, all over the world, uh, maybe you don't really directly see right. well the, the, the impact. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think that's a, a key point is because when you when you have a um, a mid-sized company, like you said, things are more tangible because they move a lot faster. With mm-hmm. like you said, if you worked for a bank or you worked for a pharmaceutical company, you know, even the Ontario government, anything along, along that line, there's policies, processes, change management, and there's different projects going on all at the same time that has to be put into a certain you know uh, time frame and timeline that you might not you might plan the project out but you might not see it out of implementation because the team's actually doing it. If they need you to come in to make any changes, that's when you'll see it versus mm-hmm. your smaller companies. They need you to start and finish the entire project because it moves so quickly. Right. And, yeah. and like you said, you can have more influence in the whole entire process because you're overseeing that project. A lot of times with small to medium size to make sure everything gets implemented. Yep. All right. Yes. So, I think that's a clear, uh, something to clarify when people are thinking about what, you know, the ERP and their, their role in within the company, you know, small to medium size, it's really that, that, you know, value to have you part of that project to have you, you know, really kind of from start, if you're, if they're thinking about it to actually implementation, right. You know, when it's an idea or a concept to have you come in and consult and say, I'm thinking about this. What do you mm-hmm. think? How would we plan this out? What would we do? What are the things that we need to look at and have you engage at that start versus Indeed. we've already started. It's not going well. Can you help us? <laughs> That's a totally different context. <laughs> but it does happen, I'm sure, right? But it, but it, and it, and it, does, uh, it definitely does happen. Uh, uh, and it's related a little bit to what I was saying before uh, with, you know, the, the system is live. Uh, just it's just that people don't really understand uh, how, and it's not a critic of the people. Right. It's just that uh, due to various reasons, it just cannot be used by the by the workforce as it is right now. So maybe you have changes to make to the process, changes to made in terms of just training the people, or changes to made inside the system, right. or a mixture of those three elements. But you always need to have process, systems, people. Uh, you always need to have that uh, aligned. But that's what you need to keep in mind uh, in your in your business, and that's not easy because it's a constant gymnastic. It's not. Right. A, yeah, it's it's, it's, not on, it's ongoing, right? And I mean, I, I find that when it when it comes to cybersecurity, you're always talking about the new technologies, new solutions, and then you're talking about like some of the older solutions that people have implemented and how, you know, one, you can work with those solutions with the new technology. So there's some sort of hybrid approach or looking at migration, you know, looking at talking about kind of the newest, greatest things that are out there. If you're like talking about CASB, which is cloud secure, you're talking about, you know, NDR, which is network detection response. You're always talking about the newest, greatest things, but yeah. How, how do they work with it? Like you said, people, places, you know, you know, and, and uh, uh, people, processes, and systems. So always align those three uh, together. Right, and we talk about people, places, right, and, and, and systems, right? Because okay. what happens? You have to secure the building, right? If you don't secure, if you don't secure the building, doesn't matter how much security you have. If someone just walks through the front door, they walk out with your <laughs> server, right? Yeah. Doesn't matter how much yeah. you pay on a firewall or a sim or anything like that. If I just open the front door and go in with a a push cart. 
put your mm-hmm. server on a push cart, put it in my van, I'm gone, right? So mm-hmm. I've heard horror stories when I've gone to courses where security experts have talked about where someone would walk in with a Dell shirt and a clipboard and say, I'm here to manage your server. That I've got a, a work order. And they'd go, okay, it's just in the back there. And they'd literally take a dolly and, and take it out. Unbelievable. <laughs> and, and, and they're like, okay, let me sign off. And then the guy stole like a server, right? But it happens, right? Just yeah. all these security things. So yeah. what are some of the things that you're talking about right now as you know, we're going through COVID-19? What are things that you would recommend clients, potential clients are listening to should be looking at right now? Um, I will, um, related, related to, um, uh, there, there's one thing that I have in mind right now uh, related to uh, cho- choosing or uh, or uh, implementing an ERP, and I think it's a bit related as well, uh, valid as well for uh, in the cybersecurity, uh, for cybersecurity solutions, is that uh, when you choose a solution, uh, think about um, the support uh, afterwards. Okay. Uh, can you do it internally? Or will you be married as well to uh, other consultants or uh, consultant companies because no one will be able to uh, maintain the system uh, in-house. And as well, you are talking about the latest and greatest uh, solutions uh, in cybersecurity. Uh, but what happens whenever there are upgrades? Uh, do you also need to send uh, your employees uh, for a $5,000, $10,000 training? Right. Uh, or uh, it can just be uh, just be managed internally or uh, the training is pretty uh, pretty fast pretty uh, uh, pretty simple right. uh, that's also a factor that is very uh, very important okay. uh, right now uh, one other thing that i'm working working on right now is um, and that's totally related to uh, covid-19 yeah. and changing your yeah. uh, your business model is to bring um, is to try to bring more and more of my uh, uh, services just repackage the expertise into uh, a service that can be delivered online Okay. Uh, so uh, being able to, uh, and now I'm starting to have discussions with uh, prospects that are not necessarily uh, in Canada or in Montreal, uh, but uh, prospect with whom we can have that uh, uh, an ER, uh, initial discussion about an ERP or a CRM that they are thinking uh, about. So we talk business requirements and we are doing that uh, uh, remotely. So that's one thing uh, as well that I um, that I start uh, right now. <laughs> well, that's actually um, a good point. I mean, and I want to kind of address that. What we're seeing because of this pandemic in some, you know, it's terrible, like kind of the things that are going on around the world, but we're also seeing how business are and people are evolving, right? They're adapting. And like you're saying, now you're looking at now, how can you be more efficient and create systems that now you can consult online? So like we're doing right now, we're doing a Zoom uh, conversation, but doing consultants through Zoom, you know, having project management management tools like um, teamwork uh, I'm trying to think of the other, Trilio all these different types of project management tools that you can start to run projects yeah. of right and all these tools like if you're doing Google Docs Evernote you know for documentation and being able to make notes and all that like all these things now cloud-based available that you can do it anywhere around the world is now kind of changing how people are thinking about business from you know I've t- been talking about like even health practitioners you know, how doing now, you see personal trainers doing uh, Facebook lives, right? Yeah. You see like, you know, nutritionists. Meditation, meditation being done uh, online as well, yeah. Exactly. And then you're now businesses are starting to look at from all different levels of can we be more efficient? Can we do things now more 
cost-effective remotely, you know, off-site, right? And I know on a security standpoint, one of the challenges with, with companies is now their attack surface is bigger, but now how do they secure that is one of the conversations I'm hearing, but it's starting to kind of open up the doors of having these conversations more. And you just brought yeah. that up for your business is now you set up your systems. Not only do you help yourself as your business, but now the potential of helping clients globally now opens mm -hmm. up. Yes. Yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, so that that's uh, that's one of the yeah one of the current uh, current things that I am doing. Mm -hmm. uh, as well, I don't know if we were going to bring that up uh, later in the uh, uh, in the interview, but uh, I also have uh, my own uh, my own podcast. Uh, it's mm -hmm. on uh, it's very related. <laughs> it's on the, about B two B consulting, and it's uh, the the name the name of the podcast is Consulting Lifestyle. Right. Uh, and uh, I usually I have there are a bit of there are a few solo episodes, but I, I usually uh, interview B to be consultants that have uh, stories to share uh, their business model, uh, their um, client acquisition strategies, uh, etc. So um, that's now, uh, that's now can they they can they find their podcast off your website? Yeah, so um, they they will so on, on at erphappy.com there will be a link. But the 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 the, the most simple thing is uh, the the website of the podcast. So if maybe you can put that in the show notes or for the people that are yeah. watching, uh, consulting lifestyle in one word. Uh, dot fm dot dot fm okay yeah so what i'll do guys uh, if you guys are interested in learning a little bit more about uh your his podcast about consulting lifestyle kind of the b2b the relationship i'll put that actually in the description below so mm -hmm. where you're listening to this or watching this yeah just click on that below and you'll be able to go directly to the podcast and learn a little bit more information of kind of your stories and what's going on in the industry i think it's great to kind of have access to you know what's the real information what are people really dealing with Yes, yes, yes. It's uh, it's, it's it's important. Uh, a shift is happening. Uh, the the impacts are a bit different depending on uh, on the industries or depending on maybe inside the IT industry the project that you you are working on. But uh, the shift will happen anyway. Right, for so, sure. Uh, you you have to be uh, you you have to be ready. Yeah, and you have to be dynamic to be able to go in it. Now we've covered kind of a lot of the questions that I had. Was there anything that you wanted to cover? Anything that you wanted to share with you know our audience about you know ERP and just kind of what's going on in the industry? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, listening listening to some of the uh, episodes that uh, that you have made, mm -hmm. uh, I kind of think that in your audience you also have people that are thinking about starting a career or just starting a career in the cyber security industry, right? For sure, for sure, yeah. Yeah. So so maybe just a, a, an advice uh, in terms of uh, uh, career choices. I haven't made the choice to uh, to be in the cybersecurity industry but that that doesn't matter i think when you when you think about uh, when you think about starting in a in, in an industry uh, you you just have to honestly you have to think about what type of what type of day you want to spend uh, with whom you want to uh, uh, to, uh, to 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 spend it uh, and uh, how do you want to make uh, uh, your your money your revenue uh, even if you start uh, as a, even if you start as an employee, so uh, when you think about the the daily life of a, of a cybersecurity consultant, and there are different uh, consultants, or the daily life of a, of an ERP consultant, you will know that um, it's very common to uh, have to travel somewhere uh, to your clients from uh, a Monday to Thursday. So this is what usually uh, uh, usually happen it will happen less right now so there will be definitely more uh, uh, work that will be done uh, uh, remotely or, uh, or or from home 
but uh, what you have to think is that you your daily life is being at the i don't want to use at the mercy but uh, your client has to like you on a daily basis right you have to satisfy the client and sometimes satisfying the client is not necessarily uh, being the very very best consultant of course if you're the best consultant uh, it will help and, and usually everybody will be uh, satisfied but you you also have sometimes to 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 deal uh, with the people aspect of your project it can happen that someone uh, maybe just doesn't like to work just doesn't like to work with you and that will impact uh, the way you will be uh, the way you will be evaluated by the clients and then the way you will be evaluated by your uh, uh, by your superior in your uh, in your consulting company so uh, being living in a, working in consulting uh, doing b2b services is pretty hard because businesses spend money on you right they don't want to waste it right uh, that, that, that's difficult i mean if you if you uh, provide a, a wrong I don't know uh, if you sell a wrong soap. I have a choice. I can just buy another uh, another soap. But if I make a, uh, a six-figure, seven-figure contract with a cybersecurity company and uh, you screw up, man, my maybe my job is uh, is on the line. Right. So uh, I, I, I'm very angry. So it's a cons- consulting is a is a lot of clients, a lot of client service. So uh, don't think that it is only solely based on the, your uh, hard knowledge. There so, is a lot of the client so, service part. But yeah, so let's kind of clarify that. You know, there's their technical skills that you're talking about, your knowledge and kind of the, to do the job. Like if you're a pen tester or anything like that or ERP, and you know the systems and the process and you know all that. But you're talking about, which I agree, is the soft skills, building up relationship, building up rapport, you know, delivering on client expectation and, and overcoming objections and challenges, right? And making sure that you don't deliver just to one person, but the entire team, especially if you're a consultant, yeah. right? These are important aspects and soft skills that you need to have to be a really good consultant because if anyone has something bad to say about you, that could, you know, like you said, hinder the relationship of that contract or just stop that relationship all in total right there, right? Because mm-hmm. they're hiring you not just to, do the job, but not cause conflict, right? Because they they want you to be efficient. You're coming in as an expert. You, we want to make sure it gets done efficiently. We want to make sure you work with the team well. And then as managers or, or senior level people, I don't want to have to worry about this. But if I hear complaints, if I hear something that's, there's a conflict, okay, what's going on? I don't have time for this. I'm working on these other 12 projects. You're supposed to come in and do this, especially as a consultant. That's what their expectation. So you, you bring up a really great point is, Make sure you develop the soft skills, your tactical communication, how to resolve you know issues and, and you know work through problems, right? And mm-hmm. and I tell people this: one of the soft skills is learn how to listen twice and speak once and let go of your ego. If someone is coming in in the sense of they're frustrated, they're angry, whatever, sit back and go, "What can I do to help?" You know, are they angry mm-hmm. about you? Are they angry about a situation? Whatever that may be. Sometimes, and a lot of times I find it's not really about you. It's about something else. And you're just, you're the consultant. You're there. They're, they want you to solve it. Sometimes they're just so wound up that, you know, you're the first person. Mm-hmm. Like if anyone's ever worked at a help desk, you know, when someone calls and there's something wrong with the product or the solution, they're yelling at you, but you didn't develop <laughs> it. You didn't do it, but you got to, yeah. you, you got to learn that. Okay. How can I help you? What I, I can understand you're upset. What can I do? No different from a consultant. And you got to put yourself back there because 
I think sometimes a hard thing with consultants is you get this level of expertise, but you forget about who who you used to be and how hard it was to get to that point. And you're working still with just people. I'm not this senior level engineer expert, right? And can't relate to people. I was that help desk person. I was that. I get, you know, when you're frustrated, you're angry yes. and you're getting all that. So putting on multiple hats, being able to do that. Yeah, very good, uh, very good point. So, uh, yeah, for the people that have, uh, yeah, consultants that have progressed and forget that they were uh, apprentice before, uh, indeed, uh, and maybe not also something that happens that I see a lot is, uh, and, and it's hard because we, we talk about uh, technology and technology solutions, but it, it, it's not to drone or your client with your jargon. Right. Uh, so sometimes client is completely lost and they feel, they, they don't want to be, um, uh, it's not good if you make your client feel uh, uh, ignorant or stupid. It's yeah. not good. You really have to always try to make it uh, make it simple, easy to understand. Uh, let's not uh, overvaluing the complexity of stuff. Right or we empower to... empower them. Right. Yes, exactly. Right, because you want to you, you want to empower them with that information. If I'm talking about like for example for me, a security system, I want them to feel confident that they know what's going on. Versus, well, this system connects to this system, and and and, and this is type of encryption is two factor, and they're going, okay, okay, hold on a second here. There's two systems. <laughs> okay, when did the two systems come up? No, no, we'll talk about that later. And then you go on these high level conversations. You want them empowered to say, okay, so there's two systems that we're going to be connected to your network. One's external, one's remote. There's going to have two-factor authentication. You with me so far? Yeah, okay, I get it. So how they communicate? They're communicating this way. Perfect. So, you know, do you have any questions? Is there anything else that, you know, I can answer for you that, you know, you feel that you get this, you understand that. And that's our job as consultants is to empower them, that they feel that they're the driving force. They're the champion of driving this project, right? Yes, totally, uh, totally agree. And, uh, yeah, and, 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 you know, the, the win the win of the client has to be even more important for us than the client himself. Right. We we have to care about the success of the success of the project or the the, the success of the uh, of the solution or the change that the client is uh, is is going is ongoing ah, is undergoing. Yeah. <laughs> we really have to be uh, to own that. Right. And they will feel it. Yeah. They, they, they will feel it when uh, when you really want to succeed. Now, something uh, I think is a key soft skill, uh, just to remind everyone as a consultant, when you're working with you know your champions, the people that are from the company, right? Remember, it's about them. It's not about me coming in. I'm a security expert. Look at me and what I did and how I did this. No, if it's John Doe, Look at John Doe. Look at see what John Doe and, and how John Doe implemented this and, and really planned this out. I'm just here to help him. I'm just, you know, yes. I'm just kind of an asset for him. When you empower John Doe, like that that key person, it helps everyone else around. John Doe starts to work better with you, more project. He knows, you know, with his senior level team, he's shining, he's getting everything delivered, and he's got the right team behind him, right? And that's kind of the key factor when a consultant. I've, I've seen a few subset of consultants where it's about them, and it co creates conflict. It creates challenge, but the really good ones, the majority they're out there, make it about their client, make their client the winner of the project, like you're saying, and make them shine. And they're just kind mm -hmm. of that asset that's helping them and help, you know, what else do you need? What else can I help you with? Mm -hmm. What else information, mm -hmm. you know, do you have any questions for me, you know, that I can help you with? And those are the consultants that you see shine because the guys that are hiring them know you're going to help me look good. 
You're going to make sure this yeah. project is efficient. You're going to make sure I meet my budget. You're going to make sure that, you know, through my roadmap, if I need to do two or three projects this, this year, you're going to help me get those completed so I can focus on something else because I trust you. And you and I trust that you're going to help me look good because when I go and have to go for my review or my management and say, what were my deliveries? What, how do I, you know, what my key performance indicators, how I did that? This is what I did and this is how I delivered it. They're going to go, awesome. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, totally agree. Right. <laughs> totally agree. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's the main things that, that I wanted uh, that, that I wanted to add uh, as well. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much for your time. It was really good to have this good conversation, really talk about what's going on in the industry, talk about ERP so people kind of get a better understanding of what ERP is and what to look for. And then again, now sharing your podcast, you know, the mm -hmm. new podcast is coming out, like for yourself, your consulting lifestyle, which is kind of a B2B relationship and the, this mm -hmm. the challenges and the joys of being you know in mm -hmm. the in the industry so thank you so much uh you uh, you're, you're welcome thank you very much uh, i really i really enjoyed and uh i let's i hope let's uh let's do it again let's do it again uh let's do it again soon for sure and i'm sure through this covid 19 scenario we'll we'll have conversations and then, <laughs> and then after this we'll catch up after it's all said and done and kind of see what you're working on yeah, perfect. And maybe just a reminder for uh, for the audience. So uh, I am uh, I am reachable, as I said, uh, on the consultinglifestyle.fm uh, for uh, for my uh, my podcast. And uh, my company is an ERP company, uh, ERP Happy. So I will also. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And guys, I just want you to remember all this information is going to be down below in the description notes. So make sure you click on the links, do your research, ask any questions that you have. Uh, it's it's amazing to have these resources available to you just again, so you can ask and learn as you're going through your career and maybe even some business projects that you're looking for through COVID-19 and then after. So it's amazing to have these resources available. So I just wanted to remind you guys, don't forget software is hackable, being connected with vulnerable. I'll see you next daily cyber.